0: Welcome to Edgework on the Hammer Betting Network. We're back for the fifth Wednesday of the season already. Zach Bodenstein with Dennis Bernstein, DB, Dave Pinota of the fourth period. Good morning, boys. And I want to start talking about yesterday's games and just get into it right away with a team that Dave wants to talk about, Uh, a team that's good, a team that's fun, and a team that is winning people a lot of money. The New Jersey Devils, Dave, let's just dive into them. I mean, they keep winning. They they just beat uh, Calgary in back-to-back games, a team that people think are for real. So uh, let's dive into it. What do you think about Calgary? What's your take on them?
1: The Flames. Oh, wow. Sorry, the, the,
0: the, the Devils, the Devils.
1: Right, okay. Flames, yeah. they, they got some work to do. Um, But this team, the New Jersey I'm not a big hat guy. Like, you no, know, I'm sporting, I'm sporting the uh, the Devils today. I mean, they're just rolling, just steady, just consistent, getting contributions up and down the lineup. Yes, for Brats been fantastic even when he's not putting up points he's creating chances and opportunities um getting some shots nico Heeshier, jack hughes uh, john marino's been a stud on that back end i mean they're just getting up and down contributions from the lineup and Vitek vanacek with blackwood out for the next you know three to six weeks i mean vanacek has been fantastic and hasn't really missed a beat so to to see the resilience from this team when they're they're down to be able to come back and there's no like all right well you know whatever we're down we'll we'll try to come back no they they they're pushing and they're pressing all the right buttons so it's an exciting team to watch right now and and I'm all in on the devils and I'm propping it up I'm doing pretty much everything right now with respect to this group and and uh, some of the weapons on this team cuz DB like lines 1 through 4 they're getting help
2: Oh, that's what happens with good teams. They get depth scoring yeah. and their puck possession game has been unbelievable. You look at the advanced stats on this team. They are crushing it with respect to I didn't see that happening to be honest. With you. I knew they'd be better no. if they were healthy and that's the thing. Blackwood's out, which isn't a great thing, but 3 to 5 weeks probably with a knee sprain. Vanachik's been amazing. Uh you have when you have two centers like Hughes and He should have drive play you should succeed, and this team is succeeding because they're finishing at the net, it's been a great start for this team. And remember, Devils fans, you were chanting Fire Lindy after two games, and now I think they're 10-1 over the last 11. So it's been a great run for this team. We'll see if they can keep it up for 82 games, Zach.
0: Yeah, people don't forget about those chants, so uh, yeah, hopefully they can rescind those. Um, I jumped the gun a little bit, Dave, because I, I do want to talk about Calgary quite a bit. They are obviously not having the, the start to the season that they wanted. Six straight losses, Markstrom sub-900 save percentage. Huberto, I know, didn't play yesterday. He's banged up, but hasn't been a pretty start for him. Things just aren't really clicking in Calgary right now. A team that's a lot of people had to run away with the division, at least some of them, and doesn't seem like that's the case right now with Vegas and Edmonton, uh, even LA. So uh, Calgary right now, Dave, not really clicking.
1: No. And, and sometimes and people forget that sometimes when you make a number of changes, it takes a little bit of time for everyone to, to click and to gel and to find the right combinations that make sense. And that's what Daryl Sutter's tasked with is trying to find the right combos that can work consistently over an extended period of time, just because you've got Kadri and he's playing well, and he's a guy I would I, I definitely jump on. But when Huberto's healthy, um, you know, whoever, how you're going to slot these guys, you can't just throw them all in there and be like, all right, go ahead, guys, go do your thing. Um, sometimes chemistry takes a little bit o- of time to build. I think they'll eventually be all right. And I think Markstrom will get out of this little funk. Um, but – I mean, they're they're just they're going through you know, a lot of teams, a lot of good teams, and and this is just how it is throughout the NHL. It's an up and down type season. It's a roller coaster, and eventually, things start to even out, and the good teams get good, and the mediocre teams eh, kind of steady, and the bad teams they prove to be pretty bad by the end of the year. So I think eventually Calgary will go on an incline, but it's it's you, you don't want to dig yourself too big of a hole here and sometimes, again, it just takes a little bit of time to build that added chemistry. And now the frustration's setting in, so you've got to be able to ease those a little bit. Daryl's a tough guy, so sometimes it doesn't make it all that easier
2: when you've got him behind the bench when you're going through that bit of a rut. Anytime I get to tweak my buddy Daryl Sutter, I'm going to do it. So, yeah, it has to be a great start. You're right, Dave. This is not fantasy hockey. You just don't plug in Uberdo and Uyghur, and, and you're right about Kaji. Kadri's been as advertised. Yeah. Every dollar they spent on him is going to be great value. But no Tanev, no Shillington. Their bottom pair are, are two inexperienced players, and it cost them the other night against the Islanders. But here's the thing. They're starting to blow leads now, and that's a big concern. because They were do- against uh, the Islanders. They dominated the puck position, Zach. They were, they were shooting them 30 to 14 going into the third period. They let them off the hook. They let the Devils off the hook last night again. The great. If you're a Calgary fan, you're fortunate because, yeah, Vegas is playing great. Uh, do I think they're going to play 800-level hockey? No. But the rest of the division is up for grabs at this point in time. I think Vegas will come back to earth. But it, it takes time to gel. It's just not that easy. You, you just can't plug in Uber and say, okay, he's going to get the 115 points that Johnny Hockey got. It just doesn't work like that. It takes time. This is a really solid team that's well-coached. But we'll see. That they're, they're being challenged right now because they can't find ways to win. They're finding ways to lose right now. So long
0: term, DB, you're you're a believer in them. I mean, any team that has Lindholm, Kadri, Backlund down the middle, right? And the goaltending that they could have gotten maybe they'll get the goaltending they got last year. Um, so you expect them to bounce back on paper, at least you think they're they're a good team.
2: Oh, they're they're a very solid team on paper. And we leave out Tar DeFoli and Mangiapani, And the thing with Markstrom, maybe it's better that Markstrom doesn't play well in the beginning of the season or saves us for the end of the season, because he always seems to run out of gas. He hasn't been good in these games. Yeah, they haven't played great in front of him, but he's given up goals that he shouldn't have. So, but yeah, on paper Zach, I would think they will be a contender for the the, the Pacific Division title uh, when we get to March and April.
0: Yeah. Let's talk about another struggling team, one that Dave uh, has a little bit of a focus on with goaltending, the St. Louis Blues. They've lost eight straight games. Hasn't been pretty. Everybody's production's down up front, to be honest. And uh, of course, Spinnington, we thought maybe could have that bounce back here. At least he came out of the gate strong, but... Uh, hasn't really been there yet. Dave, what are you looking at for St. Louis now? Because uh, if there's any time to capitalize on them in terms of bets, it's right now. This is probably their all-time low.
1: Yeah. And and look, Ryan O'Reilly, after the game yesterday, saying we just can't figure it out. We can't find answers. You know, he was asked if it's a chemistry issue, and no. I mean, everybody, they're all buddies. Everybody gets along. But if you're not showing it on the ice, if you're not building it on the ice, you guys can be best friends off the ice. It doesn't freaking matter if you're not going to make the playoffs and compete for a championship. So they're trying to find answers. And you could you start to notice now, because it's eight regulation losses in a row. Like they're that's zero points in eight games. They're not even squeaking out something in OT or in a shootout. That's zero freaking points. That's not good. They're last in the Western Conference right now. And uh, yeah, I talked about digging yourself a hole. I mean, this is a getting to be a pretty deep hole that St. Louis is putting themselves in and it's up and down the lineup. Yeah. Bennington has to be better. Yeah. The offense needs to carry more. Yeah. The defense needs to contribute. I mean, it's, it's up and down and eventually they'll squeeze out a win, but, and and hopefully that starts to trend them in the right direction or at least for them and for blues fans. But you're right. I mean, if, if there's an opportunity to jump all over a team that's struggling I mean, St. Louis is the one. And, again, you go back to Ryan O'Reilly's comments from yesterday. He doesn't know what else he can do. And the answer has to be from within. But when you start saying that kind of stuff, it shows me that there's so much frustration now in this group that maybe a couple more games to to bank on them getting an L uh, before they start to kind of climb out of it. But it's not pretty in St. Louis.
2: Yeah. O'Reilly's not the only one. Uh, I watch, I get Craig Berube's pregame and off-day press conferences. Like, he doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. At one end of the ice, we're giving up layup goals, layups in the NBA where guys are wide open. They can't put the puck in the net. Going back to the Kings game about 10 days ago, yeah. it's like they had a 3-on-0 with Jordan Cairo and they didn't get a shot on goal. Yeah. Uh, this team can't score, so if you're playing this team, you got to play the under on on the goal totals. Without question, they can't find a way to score. Jordan Carter was like minus seven, uh, minus seventeen. This team will get better, but they, the players don't know, the coach doesn't know, the talent's there, the roster's there. It's one of those stretches that you go through during the season, but it's pretty depthful. Like I would say, okay, they might lose seven in a row, maybe four, like they said, maybe f- oh four and three. Not to this degree. And last night, yeah, they were in the game, but you never got a sense they were going to win the game at 1-1. And and that's a challenge with this team. So, yeah, I think offensively this team's not scoring a lot of goals, so you've got to play the Unders in the next the next round of games for this team.
0: And two teams that have been really good that were both in action yesterday, the Islanders and then also the Kraken, a team that uh, DB threw a little bit of shade at to start the year, right? You said they won their one game. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Give credit that's for two. What, what's that, Dave? What the heck's going on in Seattle? Crazy. I know, right? I mean, they, they've won five straight. They're getting the goaltending from Martin Jones, a guy that I've probably the, been the biggest critic of. And uh, the depth scoring's there. The defense is really shored up. I mean, last year, the defense, the defensive metrics were fine, right? It was just like historically bad goaltending. So if uh, they're winning now, they're getting the goaltending, uh, are you a believer or is this just something that's going to phase out by the end of the year?
1: I, I, I talked about – things kind of evening up um, throughout the course of the season. I think things will start to even up for Seattle as well by when all is said and done. But for now, look, Andre Burakovsky is tossing up points left, right, and center for a team like Seattle that doesn't have that superstar presence right now. um, And, and, you know, Maddie Beniers is going to have a hell of a year and all that, but Andre Burakovsky is really, really rolling right now. And if I'm looking at the Seattle team, I'm looking at him going, okay, this is a player that's almost a point of game. He's got nine assists, 13 points so far on the season. He's a guy that I'm probably banking on getting at least a point in in their games moving forward. Again, I think eventually they're going to start to even out. And, and look, Martin Jones, it's a good story. Um, and I think, I mean, you're going to ride... No, no question. You're going to ride the hot hand, and you're going to see how how he performs. It's a contract year for him. He signed that one year deal. Um, he's kind of taking advantage of a situation because Grubauer is out. Maybe later on, he he ends up getting moved to a to a contender if they are truly out of it by the trade deadline. But him, Burakovsky um, are, are real standouts for me so far on the season for Seattle. And I I don't get it. Um, it's just a good mix, and they and they're clicking. And sometimes that all, that's all it takes. You just you just kind of roll with it, and you get that confidence. And you know it's opposite of St. Louis right now. Um, so all the power to them, and, and I hope all the Kraken fans are are loving this because uh, it's nice to see. We, you know, a lot of people thought this was going to be how they were going to perform in season one. Yeah, took a little bit of time, but it, it's good to see the Seattle fans are jacked about it, which is great. Um, I just don't get it. <laughs>
2: Okay, so if you bet on the Rangers last night, you should have known that coming into the game, Jesterkin was one six and one against them over the last eight, and now he's one seven and one. Not so good. He just he just cannot find a way to beat this team, whether it's UBS, whether it's Nassau, whether it's Madison Square Garden. Islanders look it, it did good, and the weird thing is you look at Matt Barzell, who's a point game player, hasn't scored a goal yet in what fifteen games, fourteen games, which is crazy, uh, but. If their wingers can score, Zach, like they can do things. And now they didn't start off the season really great, and now they've gotten hot. It's going to be – because you know what you're going to get from Pajot, from Brock Nelson, and from Barzell. Barzell is eventually going to score. He's going to be a you know, point-of-game player. It's their wingers. It's the Wallstroms. It's the Parisi's. It's the Palmieri's. It's the Beauvilliers. If they can get scoring on the wing – they can make some noise in that division because the division, yeah, Carolina's good defensively, not great offensively. The Rangers are trying to find their way. And I think that if you're a Ranger fan, you've got to be a little bit troubled by the lack of scoring on this team. Uh, But the islands are a really good story. And the question is guys, how close can this team be to the one two seasons ago that went to a conference final, lost in seven games to Tampa. They're not there yet, but certainly if they're going to get offensive play from their wingers, They're going to be a dangerous team and the team that might be a sleeper when when you're banging on them some nights.
0: Yeah, they seem like the kind of team that either goes to the conference final or just misses the playoffs. It's weird. But, uh, you know, Palmieri's a guy you kind of forget that he signed that deal that he did because he's very forgetful on that team. But, you know, he's starting to put the puck in the net uh, on the power play, especially. So that's something uh, encouraging going forward, DB. I'm glad you brought him up because, That's somebody that you could bank on for uh, maybe an anytime goal scorer and get some good value on it as well. Um, So let's move into tonight's games. The first one we're going to talk about is Vancouver and Montreal. Both these teams won yesterday. But uh, I'm inclined to to think there are going to be a lot of goals in this one, Dave. I mean, Demko hasn't led in less than three all season. Sam Montembeau in net, he's been a good story. But who knows what you get from him. And Vancouver's offense is heating up right now. So um, at least for me, if I'm looking at this game, I'm looking at the over.
1: Yeah, I I think so. Um, You know, back-to-backs for for both of these teams, as I said. But, like, I I think the Canucks are – I mean, I'm taking them race to three in this one uh, because I agree with you. I think there are going to be a lot of goals in this one. Um, And uh, sometimes it's either either a really, really tight game off back-to-backs or it's just a a free-for-all. And based on how these teams have played – and maybe more so the Canucks, I think this has free-for-all written all over it. So I'm, I'm taking, I, like I said, I'm taking Vancouver on, on the race to three, and I agree with you. I think there are going to be a lot of goals in this one. It's going to be – it's certainly going to be an interesting one. You know, we saw yesterday Hoffman getting a couple goals, build a little confidence in himself. So maybe he, he pots one in again tonight, keeps that little streak going, um, that little bit of confidence with him. Uh, on Montreal side, but I, I think this is going to be an interesting back-and-forth type game with, like you said, a, a lot of goals. So I, I'm I'm riding that one. Plus, I mean, the Canucks kind of have to, right? Like, there's they can't take their foot off the gas, especially after Jim Rutherford tossed the entire team under the bus. Like, everybody's focusing so much on team structure and Bruce Boudreaux. Okay, but you could implement the structure, but if the players aren't playing to that structure – it's not necessarily on the coach. It's on the players to get their heads out of their you-know-what. So it, it's I think that we'll, we'll see another back-to-back W for the Canucks um, with a lot of goals in this one.
2: Yeah, I'm not sure about the win, but, yeah, they're, they're, neither one of these teams really care that much about playing defense. So I, I got to think that the, 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 uh, my prop in this game, though, Vancouver, 11 of the first 13 games they've scored in the first 10 minutes, eight of the last 10. That's a pretty easy bet, and because we both, Dave and I, both think this is going to be a high-scoring game, I think Vancouver gets to score here in the first ten minutes of the game. That would be the prop I have for that game.
0: And they have seventeen goals in their last three games. A guy I want to focus on, maybe for props. I don't know if you guys were thinking about him, but Bo Horvat is on a tear right now, and he's always been a good, always been a good, uh, you know, two hundred foot player. But uh, this is his offensive breakout, and he's got eight goals, twenty six shots in the last five games. He's plus 145 for an anytime goal scorer, minus 170 for an anytime point, minus 170 to get over two and a half shots. Personally, I would be all over all of those, uh, considering what he's been doing lately. DB, he just looks like a, a brand new player. You know, they shuffle their lines quite a bit. They like to go three deep, but uh, Bo Horvat looks tremendous right now.
2: He looks fantastic, and that's under the backdrop of conversations about trading him. Uh, will they extend him? I would think they would, but. And Rutherford said, "Maybe if the team goes south, that we look at some other options here." But he's certainly in a contract year, so that's he's responding, which is great to see. But yeah, he's been on a heater, and he's one of the reasons they're trying to get out of the hole. uh, Has been through a Bohorret's play. It's going to cost them. So,
1: and he and he wants and he wants that bank. So, if if he keeps it up, he's probably going to get north of what he's looking for, which is at least seven and a half mil. So. And depending on term, I've heard talks of $8 million a year. So, yeah, he wants to keep this going. There's no question. And, I mean, Rutherford said it. He's glad that he's doing this. He's glad that he's working out. Uh, if they can't get a deal, then that just means that they're going to get a hell of a haul for him closer to the trade deadline. So, either way, this is a win for kind of almost every party involved here. Um, Bo wants to get his money. Bo's going to put up points.
0: We're like the contract year enthusiasts on this show. We're always talking about the, you know, go hard on the contract here, guys. Oh, yeah. um, this guy's not due for a new contract, I don't think, at least. But uh, Cole Caulfield hasn't gone pointless in two straight all season long. But uh, he didn't score or, you know, get an assist yesterday. Um, but again, it hasn't happened in consecutive games all year long. I think it's only happened to Suzuki once. But pretty good props on Caulfield tonight. He's plus 150 for an anytime goal. Minus 170 for an anytime point. Dave, would you look at uh, Cole Caulfield tonight against the suspect Vancouver defense?
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, you might as well throw me out there on that blue line. <laughs> won't really make a difference. Um, I might block a shot or 2 Um but then, get in the way. You wouldn't block the shot you'd get in the way. It's still out. a block. It, it <laughs> still shows up on the score sheet All as right. a block. So okay. if I'm in they there, so. put me down for two. Um, and then a broken ankle, and then there goes my season. Exactly. Thank you. Um, but uh, yeah, look, I, I like I like both of those. I might even I might even stick on the goal side of things, quite frankly, rather than the point, just because it, it um, the the odds are a little bit better and a little more tilted in that favor. Cole's been fantastic. He's been absolutely fantastic since Marty St. Louis yep. took over. Yep. That dynamic duo of Suzuki and Caulfield, I think they're second or third in the NHL as a combo. Or at least in the top five, anyway. This was a few days ago, so might have altered. But it's they're within the top five in the NHL in terms of duos that are putting up the most amount of points together. So, you know, certainly you're not going to score every night. You're not going to get a point necessarily every night, um, just because of the way that the Canadians are. But those two guys and and Caulfield specifically, you lose you lose out on a game where you don't put up a point. Um, you know, he's you know he's going to have that little bit of extra little oomph in his step because he's going to want to taste that again. So I wouldn't be shocked at all. I actually like that one. So I might go the goal route versus the point route just because the odds are a little bit more in that favor. All right, so that's uh, on coffee. You know, uh, most likely no Slavkovsky for the Canadians tonight as well if that makes a difference to you yeah. if you're looking at this game uh, based on his hit on Matt Luff last night.
0: And we know Josh Anderson won't play either. He's, you know, he's suspended too.
1: I think he's suspension, yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay, let's talk about pens and caps. This is a weird one, right? I mean, both teams aren't really, you know, trending upwards at the moment. Washington's really banged up. Maybe they get Orloff and Carlson back tonight. But Pittsburgh, uh, I don't really know what's happening there. I mean, it's been tough. Seven straight losses, 1-5-1 and one on the road. They're giving up a lot of goals. They're not getting the goaltending uh, DB, what are you looking at for this one? Is this another one where we're looking at overs? Is this one where you've got some props, an outright winner? Yeah, what are
2: you at? yeah. I think if you're a Pittsburgh Penguins fan and they're leading after two, you want to turn off the TV because oh. you might not like what happens in the third period. The, both these teams give up a lot of third period goals. <laughs> this, this game is definitely okay. going to go over um, in the third period, over a goal and a half. So that's my prop. Absolutely. They, 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 again, Washington is an average team. At best, and they win games when Camper plays well and they get some scoring like they did against Edmonton, Pittsburgh. Uh, it, it's just, it, it's a momentum thing. It's like with Calgary; they, they're just not playing well. They're blowing leads. It's, you would think that with Gino and Sid and Latang, they wouldn't lack confidence. They lack confidence right now. And as Dave mentioned, the goaltending's been average. So I think it, this this could be a high scoring game, but I definitely think in the third period these teams don't play great defense. Um, you're going to see a lot of goals in the third period. I play over a goal and a half in the third. You know, Washington's given up a few leads themselves.
1: Uh, so I mean, this this could be anybody's guess in this regard. The one thing I am going to take because of that, and because Pittsburgh's been Pittsburghing it for the last seven games, uh, the first team to score to win the game. I'm going no, plus one sixty-five on that one. So, I'm expecting some type of collapse by whoever the heck scores first. Just gun it on the other team. If it's Pitt, all <laughs> oh, Washington. If it's the Caps, oh my God, Pittsburgh's going to win a game. So that's that's the direction that I'm going in uh, on this one at plus sixty-five. So I'm liking that one. But yeah, this is this is going to be an interesting one. You mentioned Zach Carlson might be in. Orlov might be, in. they skated yesterday. There was a bit of an optional practice for them, but those two guys got on the ice um, to kind of stretch their legs and, and see if they can get under them. So we'll see if they get into the mix, um, you know, tonight. But I, this is just a this is just a head scratcher of a of a game for me because both of these teams are trying to find their way. It looks like
2: a five four game to me, Zach. Yeah. I mean, if you, you want to be yeah, totally. Well. I, I, I don't think it's a two one game, although. I thought Minnesota and Kings last night would be, you know, a little bit more high scoring. What do I know? So. Well, Jari hasn't given
0: up less than three since October 20th and it's what, November 9th today. Uh, it yeah, hasn't it been pretty for him. Again, the defense has been tough on both sides. Ovechkin though, goals in six of his last eight. So we'll talk more about him later, but I'm certainly looking at Ovi for tonight. And then Brian Rust too, uh, since Gensel came back 18 shots in his last four games for Brian Rust. He had a, I think a goal waved off. He hit a couple posts. So I feel like he's due, so he's another guy that I want to touch for for tonight's Pens Caps game. But again, it's going to be tough. I just want the over. I don't know who's going to win. I love that bet, Dave. That might be my favorite <laughs> bet. Whoever gives up the first goal is going to win.
1: <laughs> yeah, and that's and I'm going no. Like, forget about it. Like, again, both of these teams have give, have been given up too many leads. Uh, so yeah, if whoever scores first, yeah, the other team's winning as long as it's not the game plan for them. Uh, Carolina
0: and Florida. So that's the third game that we're going to talk about for this one. Both teams are shooting a lot. Florida shoots they uh, They're averaging 40 shots a game. Carolina 37. Uh, Auntie Ranta looks like he'll be in net. Even if Freddie was playing, he hasn't been too sharp. Florida's goaltending. You never know there, Dave. So is this a third straight game that we're looking at for uh,
1: potentially a lot of scoring? I'm, I'm, I've been battling this one. Cause I think, I think it should, but at the same time, I think both of these teams need to need to play a little bit more of a, not to steal Jim Rutherford's word, but structured game. So a little bit more, a a little tighter. Now that probably means that it's going to hit the over now, but I I just think that these two teams need to kind of clamp down a little bit and to play a little bit more controlled and confident. So I might take the under in this one, quite frankly. Uh, because I think both of these teams need to, for themselves, not so much to just show their fans and show everybody else. I think they just need to kind of hunker down and clamp things down in their own end, uh, or for their own right, just so that they can kind of get um, a little back on track. More so, Florida, obviously, than than Carolina. But um, I, I think I might go under in this one, and and then kind of see, you know, where where things kind of kind of fall out. I am going to take because it's pretty decent um, at any time goal from Alex Barkov at, at plus 155 right now. So I'm, I'm looking at Barkov to get on the score sheet. I, I, again, I'm not expecting many goals in this one because I think things need to be clamped down in this game, but that's where I'm going. Even with Ranta in that, uh, I think that's kind of how this ends up playing out because typically when the backup's in backup, well, I guess in this case, yeah, because Freddie's clearly the number one um, team's, tend to play a little bit more um, aggressive in front of them to try to bail out the goaltender. So you're going to see a little bit more maybe puck possession from Carolina in this one. But I think it's going to be a low-scoring game.
2: Remember the old saying, it's a 3-2 league, like two, three years ago, it's a 3-2 league. Yeah. Uh, the, the team close – it's not a 3-2 league anymore, but the team closest to that DNA is Carolina. Carolina. Right? So, so Yeah, so uh, they are one of the slowest starting teams in the league. I think they've scored – I think their first periods have been over a goal and a half combined three times out of 11. They're not going to give up a lot. So even if they do score, find a way to score, this team, when they win, they still struggle to score. So I I like the under a goal and a half in the first period. I don't think this will be a very start. And Florida's still trying to find their way without, you know, without uh, uh, Uberdo, without Uyghur. It's a different team. Kachuk's been suspended, so I like the underness. And I would, as a bonus – I love Sebastian Aho, and it's the Carolina Sebastian Aho, not the Islanders Sebastian Aho. So I'll, I'll go with an anytime goal for Sebastian Aho because if they do find a way to score, and they'll probably get three tonight, they'll probably win three two. I think Aho will figure in the scoring with the goal.
1: And, and I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but I think Aaron Ekblad is coming back this week. I yeah. don't know yeah, if yeah, it's Saturday. Saturday. I think it Saturday. is Saturday. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So that's got no bearing on tonight. Carry on.
0: Well, but his replacement, Brandon Montour, has been really good. I actually had notes on him. He, he has Minus yeah. one twenty for an anytime point score, and he's got thirty-three shots over his last six games. This is a defenseman. Uh, no, Matty Kachuk on the power play, but maybe you look at Montour for for something tonight. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. So let's uh, let's go into best props. So we we did recap them a little bit. So we, but just to you know. For the segment's sake, let's just uh, talk about them again. DB, your best prop bet or prop bets of the night.
2: I'll give I'll give you four. Okay, we didn't talk about the other game, Minnesota. So yeah. I, the one guy who's going to score tonight, I would guarantee, is Kirill Kaprizov. We have getting thrown out in Los Angeles last night. That's, I'm sure he was he was frustrated. Drew gave a little business cross checked them on there, and he swung a stick at him, got thrown out again. The they wound up losing one nothing. If he's in the game, it's a different story. Kaprizov's going to score tonight against Anaheim. Uh, Vancouver will score in the first ten minutes of the game tonight against Montreal, Carolina, and Florida under a a goal-and-a-half first period. Pittsburgh and Washington, not a lot of premium on defense. So I like the over in the third period, over a goal-and-a-half between the Penguins and the Caps.
0: And, Dave, what about your props?
1: Well, I'm not as aggressive as DB, even though we were firing them out throughout the segment. But um, I am going to go. I know we talked about Pitt uh, and, and the Caps. In taking that one, the uh, first goal is going to lead to a loss. So I'm going in that direction. Um, but also, I'm also taking a Sydney Crosby anytime goal. Um, so I don't know how this game's going to play out. I don't know where this is going to end up. But I'm taking the Sydney Crosby anytime goal in this one tonight uh, for the Pittsburgh Penguins, along with the fact that whoever scores first is going to lose. So if you're a Penguins fan right now, you're going to want the Caps to score. Um, and vice versa. But I'm, I'm going uh, in that direction. And then I'm taking the Canucks, as I mentioned earlier, the Canucks to, to, on the race to three against the Canadians tonight. Um, Slavkovsky, uh, excuse me, Slavkovsky is having a hearing with the NHL's uh, Department of Player Safety later today. We'll see if he gets into it uh, tonight. Probably not. Uh, I'd be surprised if there's not some type of levy that's going to have to be paid there. But um, Canucks... Race to three. That's my other one for tonight. And because we didn't get to touch on Mini and um, Anaheim and the Ducks, uh, Trevor Zegers. I know it might be a cop out, but I think uh, it is. <laughs> it, it, yeah. Well, you're going Kaprizov, so I got to get somebody to, to battle against you in that one. So I'm going anytime goal for Z in this one. Okay,
0: I'll take OV anytime goals. Goals in six of his last eight. Pittsburgh, you know, gives up a lot of goals. Why not? And then I'm going to stick with my guy Bo Horvat to get over two and a half shots at minus 170. I might even go anytime goal scorer again for plus money anytime points. He's just been so good, and uh, you know I see that continuing against the Habs. Uh, best bets again. We talked a little bit about those, but Dave, uh, we'll go back to you for your best bets. Ooh,
1: uh, well I'm gonna if, if we're gonna bank on Vancouver uh, tonight, I'm just going on I'm going on Vancouver on that one. Um, Vancouver for the W in this one, not just the not only the race to three, but I think the W in in this one um, to come out, go over to Eastern Canada, get a couple of Ws back to back. Ottawa last night, the Habs likely tonight. Um, for me, I think that's that's the best one on the night. Just, the other three games, it's it's a little bit tricky. Like Minnesota should beat the crap that's out so of sure the
2: Ducks, yeah.
1: But I mean, there's some weird things going on in the NHL these days, so. Uh, I think Vancouver more so than anything is probably the best bet in, in terms of getting a W tonight.
2: Yeah. I, I think the one best bet for me would be Minnesota. Was it minus 154 at Circus Sports? Uh, a motivated Kaprizov. A game that sure. got away from them. And they, they still knew, need to win games because their start wasn't great. Uh, I know it's yeah. on a back-to-back, but the Ducks are going to give up a lot of opportunities. They get a more motivated team tonight uh, with an opportunity to win. So I like Minnesota to get to two tonight at Honda Center.
0: I think we're going to see quite a bit of goals in uh, pretty much all the games tonight. So I'm loving it. I'm going with a couple of overs: over six and a half in Pittsburgh, Washington, and then over six and a half in Vancouver and Montreal. I think uh, those are pretty safe bets. And like we talked about last week, even if they don't hit, I feel like it's a bet, uh, or rather, you bet. Feel good about them.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Right. I mean, both teams. Are, both teams are playing a lot. Both are giving up a lot.
1: You're not going to bat a thousand every night, but I mean, those are the swings that you take. If I mean to use a different sport analogy, obviously. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Dave. <Good> <laughs> well,
0: thanks for tuning in to this edition of Edgework on the Hammer Betting Network. Zach Bodenstein, Dennis Bernstein, Dave Peñota. We will see you next Wednesday.